0: Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie.
1: The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive
0: Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's stem the lights for this next one. Oh, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights
2: are back on again. Trudy, can you... And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company
1: and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Light up, light up. Strike a match and watch the flames burn bright. Light up, light up. Let it clear your mind When the start feeling down Light one up, pass it on Keep your chin up and head high Cause nothing's forever Light up, light up uh-huh.
2: Breathe deep and
0: put it in the sky
2: I'm never drinking and driving, I'm only smoking and flying. Too many dying, alcohol related, that's multiplying. So now, we gotta keep it in perspective.
1: Hit my point across like a boss and make sure that me hit that gets the message. I'm just gonna blow up on this fire, who got that lighter? You want that sherbet, OG Kush, that cookie
3: gets you higher. I don't need no crazy pills, they give me no crazy thrills. That's just how I play feels, I'm smoking until the wheels fall off. Yeah. And that's how we keep it
1: lifted. California finest, organically and gifted. I'm in love with Mary Jane, some call it the marijuana. I'm the one you call when you need that good ganja
0: Light up, light up. Strike a match and watch the flames burn bright. Light up, light up. Breathe deep and let it clear your mind. Stop feeling
4: down, like one up, pass it round Keep your chin up and head high Cause nothing's forever Light up, light up What's up fool? That was an all exclusive Baby bass New song Light Up, Light Up Featuring Baby E on vocals Z-Row from Houston And Burner from You know where he's from man Look that fool up. So that was a badass song, huh? That's a ass song. I like the guitar, dog. You know, when I first heard the song, I was there at the a video shoot, and I kept hearing, light up, light up, and it's a guy. I thought it was a girl, but well, it's a guy doing that part. It's just some skinny white boy, man. That little hook. You got the hook, man. You got the hook. It's going, man. It's smooth, dog. Man, I could just picture people hotboxing in this song, huh? Oh, shit. Got a joint with that joint. I let a joint with that joint. Yeah, man, that, that song hit me like a blunt object. <laughs> <laughs> blunt force trauma, rasa. That shit's cool, though, man. That's a fucking uh, sweet-ass little song, though. Yeah, man, that was on exclusive, people. That was Baby... We were going to play that song the last time we had Baby Bash here, but the song wasn't out yet, so now we're going to play it. In the beginning, just for this episode exclusively, Baby Batch's song "Fool" because we're out in the field. Light up, light up as the wheels go by. They got a good voice too. That guy Zero. That's just tight, From Houston, yeah. yeah. Who makes yeah. fucking tight music, dog? Yeah, burner too, man. I think Baby Bash know how to put people together, man. Like this big old menudo bow, he said man do that gumbo yeah don't try to run don't try to hide What's up, fool? This is the the series, the, fir- the first series of Cholos. Where you at now, fool? Because um, a lot of people, man, you know, they, 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 they grew up, man, and so them were Cholos, and a lot of fools changed their lives, you know, like, machete, right? The transition in their lives. Yeah, like, what is it, you know, that makes these fools, like, spark up and go, you know what, eh Hey. It ain't about doing no more drive bys, no more. Change directions. Change direction, raza. <laughs> Refocus that lens huh? Refocus, man. Victory outreach style. Hell yeah, dog. My brother was in victory outreach, bro. You know, and they they would fast every Wednesday and And my brother Angel, he got kicked out, bro, because everybody was fasting and praying. They could smell Jack in a box on this food, dog. <laughs> All the cholos for Christ. No? Like, that used the, the. He would sell chocolates for Victory Outreach and all the money was supposed to go for the church. My brother would get that money and keep it. Some of it, you know, get a little burger on the side.
3: <laughs> Pocket that shit.
4: Imagine though everybody's fasting and praying. You know, everybody's in in together, and then. Amen. <laughs> hey it smells like number two. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my brother's in TJ right now, man. He's over there trying to, trying to come back. Getting his cleanse on. He's over there getting his cleanse on. Yes, so the, the guy that we have with um is um, Juan Carlos Munoz. I knew that fool growing up as Goldie. He was a widow fool from the projects, Pico Aliso. He was in my second grade class, this dude. But I, I haven't seen him in a long ass time. And then one day I ran into him at Venice Beach and um, he invited me over to his studio and he was working for Angela, Angelica Houston's ex-husband, or uh, late husband, Robert Graham. Look him up, people. Robert Graham. Mexican sculpture from Mexico. They had a big studio full over there in Venice Beach. You just ran into that fool random? Randomly, bro. Randomly selected. I just ran into him. He goes, Felipe. You know, and, and like, and it sounded like somebody from the project. He said, Felipe, what's up, fool? That fool recognize you? First. Right away, man. And I recognize the blue eyes because when you live in a project, man, or in a neighborhood, not, not that many people have blue eyes, man, besides the cops. That, yeah, uh, so we're going to have a, a series of, because um, we had we did the last time, the Hollywood Dreamers. We did the um, the Hulk we did the Hulk, Joe Diaz, Fred Stoller. Hollywood stories. And we did the kidnap version. One, one? The kidnaps. Kenny and Chips. Kenny and Chepo. 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 And Tio. We might might sitting there like a the Southern Belle. <laughs> He's over there right now chatting and shit. We're in about Ebola now. <laughs> <laughs> All these Liberians being in Ebola. And um, so we're going to have a... We're trying to get... Um, Miklo bro, Damon Chapa. Oh that dude that yeah for a cholos series. And we're trying to get him and we're gonna to try to get puppet now. from Danny de La Paz. Oh hell yeah, dude. boulevard. We're trying too. to get him. And right. when we're doing that video, uh, Baby Bash invited me to that video. Um, Danny Trejo was there. My and gentleman. he told him and then Baby Bash told me told him he's a comedian he tell me a joke. So I told him that that hacky ass joke. I don't really like cocaine. I like the way it smells. Anyway, so that fool died and he had a he had a uh, assist, an assistant with him, right? And he goes, "What's your number?" Ray? So I give him my number. That fool had a flip phone, and then his his um eraser his um. His assistant was there like a soldier. He wrote down my number. He said he'd invite me to the fights. You know, I'm thinking, man, what the fuck? It's going to be a fight, like a a boxing match. He probably has them at
3: his house, fool.
4: Illegal fights?
3: Nah, (laughs) (laughs) You'd <laughs> be having a couple of mandingos in there dog. I know man, have a little
4: having a little crazy ass fights on huh? with Pacquiao Like Clean East like oh oh You guys wanna see a crazy ass fucking fight, man? Fuck all this bullshit man. Like I talking about Kimbo Slice fighting. You go rent, uh look yep. for a movie with Clean Eastwood called Every Wish Way But Loose. Of oh, the orangutan fool, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever Kaleswood? He used to have a truck and he had an orangutan with him, and he used to just do straight up brawling, bro. Fido was For his pain, name, right? For... Yeah, it was crazy, man. That was like Kimball Slice fighting, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened when that fool loses, dog? Oh, that fool never lost, bro. <laughs> he lost. He lost. At, he lost at the end of the. I don't want to spoil the movie, but at the end of the movie, his old lady breaks up with him and beats him up and just slaps him around and his nose starts bleeding so he goes into the fight already with a nose ble- nah dude they don't want to spoil the movie you ever watch a crazy movie with fucking brawling killing eastwood every which way but loose he sings the theme song too <laughs> i've seen that movie like three or four times in my life but just i was of as a little kid man i remember Right turn, Clyde. And then the ring ten was to take out his, his arm out of the window and sock pulls. <laughs> that big-ass long arm. And then you ever see, there was a part two, fool. Every which way you can. It was like he fought this other fool. I forgot got I forgot his name. And any which way you can. And it was like, the whole movie was a fight. Like a one-hour fight. Like he fought this guy in two cities. Did he have the orangutan in part two? Yeah, they had the orangutan in part two, man. Clyde. Oh, well, the fool had a beard and shit. Yeah, man. And and in part two, they find him an old lady, bro. <laughs> A chick orangutan? Yeah, chick orangutan. That fool, like, in part two, the orangutan Clyde, he has, like, a more personality now. He has fucking tranquilizers. <laughs> they go to a zoo and they get him a chick, bro. And the fucking, uh, the same biker gang is chasing them. Yeah, that's what,
3: that, that big old fat,
4: ugly dude, yeah. though, back of the Every time they showed dude. up, arr, 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 arr. the spiders, bro. That's funny movie, dog. The old lady comes out And The old lady from Harold and Mon. Ruth, Gordon. Gr- Ruth Gordon. Ruth Gordon, bro. Damn. I remember that fucking
3: crazy ass movie. Dude, somebody was high, dog.
4: Yeah, it's an old ass movie, man. It's a script
3: Boy. about you and an orangutan, dog. You're just going to go fight fools for money and shit. After that was work. shit
4: back then, man. <laughs> Can you believe back then, man, that they could have put a Mexican in a movie, but they put an orangutan, bro. <laughs> And then, that was like the theme back then, like, like putting animals, because I remember the BJ and the bear, Greg Evergan, that fool had a fucking, tr- he drove a red truck with a fucking chimpanzee on the side. BJ and his best friend, bear. A, yeah, I don't remember uh, that, dude. Uh, yeah, man, but they used to be a good-ass show, bro. I'm going to have a white girl now, bro, because I used to watch BJ and, and the Bear, bro. He's hot-ass white chicks, bro. The Lander, the Lander sisters, bro. They're like big-ass titties. And I used to say, man, i can give me a white chick like that, a trucker chick like that, man. A rough chick. <laughs> That's like, Sacks. those dudes are like factory workers that go watch those yeah, fights after work and bet on them, huh? Yeah, man, but that movie was crazy, man. Like, like the movie starts off as a construction site, and then Clint Eastwood is just fucking fighting construction workers. And the story was that the way he fought Clyde was he fought three guys for him. Oh, to get the orangutan? Yeah. That's funny, dude.
3: Crazy. Even man. With, there was a movie with uh, Charles Bronson when he was a fighter, too,
4: huh? Yeah, that was. Um, and that's around the seventies, right around that time, or at least they like, made a pizza a pizza place after him. Hard times. <laughs> Hard times, I just bro. remember Bronson. Hard times, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was it <at> Catherine, bro? <laughs> remember Ivan, bro? Fighting with a little beanie on. We used to have a friend named Ivan, and that fool was tight, man. That fool was cool, man. Like, that fool, one, we used to hang out with him and, and smoke weed. And oh, one time we were walking all high, and we saw his some young ass fool come out of his house. Huh? And that, his mom was dating some dude. Oh. And mom, he shit. just said, "That <laughs> Wasn't that fool in high school, dog? <laughs> no, that in high school? Well, junior college, first year, fool. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a boyfriend or Ivan?
3: Nah, fool, the boyfriend, dog We went over there one time, she made us uh, food And then she made that for his own little plate Not even the shit we ate,
4: dog I know, man I, I think we le- yeah, got leftover lunch food <laughs> 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 the with the loom in the- That on was tight, dog His mom I. His mom would bring in Man, um, fuck. <laughs> She'll take dog. hot lunches from the elementary school. cause you cafeteria. the cafeteria, and we'll show up all high, just opening up fucking um, packages like bears. Eh? Hey, what's up <laughs> with the little milks? <laughs> It's embarrassing how you go to your mom's house and you go, hey, man, you want a milk? And she got like a thousand of those fucking school lunches, boxes, and she jacked. You got to fucking put six of those to make a full cup of gla- That's cup glass. you I don't milk. give a fuck, man. If your mom works at the school, they're going to fucking make fun of you every fucking day, man. Because my mom used to be a volunteer fucking nurse at 2nd Street Elementary. And when food would start making fun of me, they would start bagging each other. What's up, man? I heard your mom brought you to the school in an ambulance. <laughs> Or with some of your mom to leave bandages? Oh,
3: that's what I'm saying. She's still robbing
4: the puritas. your mom giving fucking polio shots on the cover, right? Vaccines. Yeah, it could be ruthless when you're a kid. They fool make fun of you hard, dog. Anything, dog. You gotta have Details. a strong skin, Rasa? You can't be crying when they make fun of you, man. It happens. <laughs> Yeah, man. Any which way but loose. So, man, so this is the, we're gonna do the Cholo series. And we're gonna find a bunch of, oh! Where are they uh, now? There's another fool also, man, that Mm -hmm. I ran into. Frankie Frankie Carrillo is a guy that I ran into, man. I was walking from fucking Atwater to the mall, Glendale, and then back. And I ran into a guy named Frankie, and that fool, he saw me when he was locked up in prison. When I was the last coming standing. And he said that he he was falsely accused of a murder, and he got out. Like, he was innocent all this time, and we're going to talk about him with that. Imagine, bro, you're walking down the street one day at, excuse me, a fat boy talking. You know, imagine you're walking down the street, bro, and then one day they just swoop you up. Yeah, man, you're the fat motherfucker we've been looking for, man. It happens, And, then, huh? and it's crazy, bro. You're like like, if you don't know the law, they fuck you up, huh? Do
3: that, resources, fucking knowledge. But what if you don't know your basic last rights? Man, I could have played the fifth. Motherfucker just starts talking, dog. And fucking, you start saying shit that matches their shit, and I'm on way. Un pendejo, man! Right there, they grab your ass, and
4: you're done, fool. So We're gonna have him, or, or just 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 sign right here. They'll get you on the first 48, man. As soon as they tell you, man, just come on in this morning, man. We're gonna have donuts and a couple of questions.
3: That's what happens, fool, You see that shit on folding TV?
4: Fools don't know shit, and they go, "All right, I'm gonna tell you, we're going down." <laughs> Oh, man, you know you know you're busted, man. When you're sitting there and you fucking have your white t-shirt over your face, <laughs> when your white t-shirt is over your face on the first forty-eight, you're pretty much fucking guilty, man. I'll try to bust out a different voice too under that shirt. Or oh, how about that stupid that lady on the first forty-eight, bro? As soon as they, they, she said she was, they were gonna let her ass go. She called a murder, no, but todo está bien. <laughs> I like it when they show the guys from the, like, uh, they live in the
3: neighborhood in the little uh, apartments and they'll show like uh, the cops barely getting there and they got the cameras on the little apartment and then a big old brother come down the phone around the corner in the stairs, so he's like, oh shit,
0: <laughs> moonwalk back to that apartment, dog. Moonwalk
4: back to the that's apartment, Red ass outfit, dude. But yeah, man, so that's the, what we're going to Where gonna are they doing. now? Where are they now? What's up, fool, with Felipe Esparza and... Rodrigo Torres, they over there, Silent Bob, sleeping. Hell yeah, dude. I want to be dog. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That's the homework, people. We're going to go watch Clean Eastwood every which way you can and every which way but loose. And we're going to talk about that fucking movie, man. Because that movie is up there as funny as Blood In and Blood Out. Yeah, man, so what's up, fool? What's up, Rodrigo, man?
3: Nothing over here popping buttons. Some fools pop collars. I I, I pop buttons, though.
4: I saw that button going, man.
3: (laughs) I got to keep it XL, dog. Can't go up to the 2X, man. I can't
4: do it. I know, man. I'm I'm at a waist 40 right now. Dude,
3: you wear a 2X. You're going to look like a 3
4: I know, man. I don't
3: want to. Nah, dude. I'd rather look tight, tight.
4: Double tight. I I finally found a sport that could do laying down, bro.
3: (laughs) Boogie boarding. Boogie boarding, eh. (laughs) Starting a boogie boarding game. Dog.
4: Yeah, but my stomach getting tighter, but it's still fat, but it's still tight. You know, it's moving, fool. I'm getting better at bodyboarding. I might get sponsored by Tapatío.
3: <laughs> sponsored by Tampico, dog. The whole time he thought it was orange juice, nothing but sugar water.
4: It was Fanta. Fanta. right here, man. We're here at Venice Beach, ladies and gentlemen. Cholos, right where now. are you now? Cholos, where are you in now?
3: A lot of stuff started in Venice. No suicidal tendencies. Dogtown, right? The skate, the skateboard crew. North
4: yes, yeah, man. So uh, this, the, our our guest today, man, we're introducing him right now. We grew. I grew up with this fool in Boyle Heights. In Boyle Heights, bro, Pico Aliso, Utah Elementary. Damn. This fool was my second grade class with Miss Huckabee. Like, with Huckabee, this we Huckabee? like the same chick. Cecilia. <laughs> Cecilia. She got all fat now. hope oh, she's not listening. <laughs> she acted like she didn't know us and shit. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, well, if you guys have heard me in my other podcast where I was a guest on, I talked about how, um, how I came out of the struggle or, or I stopped using crack. <laughs> and I started doing comedy. And Father Greg Boyle was the one that helped me out. He's the one that sent me to live again, recovery homes, and I came out of there, and here we are. So what's up, fool? What's up, Rodrigo? Chilling
3: you. right here, man. i now, dude, enjoying the summertime, not too hot, boogie boarding a little bit like you. Getting it down, trying to catch some waves Is that a seal? Nah, it's me, dog
4: <laughs> So what's up, bro? I hear you fucked up your brother I don't know you want to talk about that Man, I don't know if
3: everybody has a brother Some dudes, you know, they just have sisters But I got a punk-ass little brother that tries to act like his dad You know, one of those fools that live at home, 33 He yells at his mom and shit like that fool in that movie Ma, the
4: meatloaf!
3: <laughs> but it's more like the mole
4: that's what my brother is, man. He lives dude. with my mom, and he thinks just because we're going to pick up my mom and take her to dinner, he's supposed to go. Oh, fuck you self entitled fool! Fat piece of shit. You ain't going nowhere,
3: <laughs> dude. Everything and the baby's the family too. The youngest one, dog. So he got all loose and kicked and over my is, computer.
4: My brother's like thirty-three years old and still getting breastfed. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I had to set that fool straight with two rounds of natural mutual combat
4: Me, I just blocked him from Facebook and Instagram Give <laughs> <laughs> him that call For real, man, like, you talk shit about the family You just say, mention something And they show it to your mom, like, mira que dijo Chuyito ahora Dude, it's
3: like man, and just because they're there, they feel like they're closer to your mom and closer. To, they're gonna get on their side. It's like, what side
4: just lived, dog? Why you being a dick for? Do cool, like, you My brother like a piece of shit, and his side, he's, he's fucking. He's making friends with family member from Sinaloa that we never met. Exactly for what? For what? <laughs> No. And they're all his side, and no, no, tu hermano tiene problemas. So what's up, fool? We have a special guest, Juan Carlos Muñoz Hernandez, heaven, uh, an artist that came out of um, the projects, um, Pico Aliso. What's up, fool?
2: ¿Qué onda, what's
4: up, brother? With my second grade class, man. He one of those Mexicans, man. Blue well, eyes. Little. I was getting picked on and shit. Always, uh, the struggle. Before you struggled. guys were
3: cute, huh? Nah, for real, man. Back in the day, odd man.
4: Like, now, this no. guy used to hang around with light-skinned guys. Light-skinned black guys. <laughs> yeah, Banny home. <laughs> so, what's up? How did you come around? Um, you work with Robert Graham, right? Yeah, I'm still there. I've been there for
2: about 22 years. Yeah, yeah. So, the with toda la compañía right there, you know? How did you get started there, working there? How did you first... How were you introduced to him, man? How did you start? Well, to... I, I, you know, of course, I, growing up there in the projects, I, I picked up my can at, at 12 years old, and, and uh remember writing the, the neighborhood, you know, blackout right there and going home, and uh, my mom, she, she whooped the shit out of me, you know what I mean? And then uh, she couldn't stop me, though. I kept doing it and doing it, and I was back and forth, and, and got into graffiti art, and and Father Greg took notice of that, and then we started doing uh, murals, but with La Virgen de Guadalupe, and and we started putting Aliso and Pico, and We Are Brothers First. I think you remember that one on, on, on Utah Street. Yeah. Is um, this so all I, with spray can? It's all with spray paint. Always spray can. No wheat paste. <laughs> nah, no, no pedo. I don't got no pedo against that. But uh, yeah, and and from that, I mean, it just kind of, I just grew a passion. And, and you know how we have roofs in the project? So I used to be on the roof and. Uh doing my murals up there, and then my mom will go up there and and uh she 'll be like iko está la comida, you know come down and eat you know so she she kind of uh approved of it and and then once in a while i 'll see Felipe right there running around and shit. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> It, it was pretty it was pretty wild, it was like the Wild Wild West and the East Side, you know. It
3: was that's like, when it was popping though. It was,
2: oh, wow. it it was, was crazy blocking, like,
4: When I was like in junior high school right there on Clarence Street, it was they, they called it a Thai Line and I think they sold Tie bud. Well, probably. That's the- yeah, I <laughs> can okay, see. Yeah, man, it was crazy. Like, But then once they got rid of, they stopped selling uh, marijuana there, the new they product. took to crack. And that's when shit got crazy. It
2: was crazy, though, because the first time when I got here, I think I was five years old, and I got off the the... the you came from Mexico? The, yeah, Mexicali, Mexico, Baja California. Where were you born? Carolina Mexicali. That's that's your family? I thought
4: you were from Sinaloa or Sonora. Well, no, my family is Sinaloa. Your mom, she right? Sinaloa. Yeah, my I mom remember, was Sinaloa. I remember your mom, man. She Camarones. was that everything matching. She had that little red beehive going. Yeah, that's what she kept out The the, big patr- the, the, the <laughs> placa. Yeah, man. Your mom and my mom were like the bosses, bro, at the Lord's Mission. Yeah, Lord, Every Lord. Sunday, Lord. man, and she kept checking. <laughs> Every meeting trying to save the projects. Yeah they know they they put
2: in a lot of they put a lot, a lot of, of, of work. I remember they they, they 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 had a funeral remember at the Lord's mission and, and, and there were guys ready to murder everybody there and, and my mom and a few other ladies uh they made a human shield. And walked them back to, to to the other side, and my mom got home. Man, you go, you seen what I did? And she was all happy. I was like, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> I was drinking a forty and shit, watching Monday Night Football game. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Stupid. Really. She was like Mother Teresa. Yeah, 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 mother, 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 Mother de las madres. Yeah, your mom, your mom was always involved, bro, like in all the Lord's mission and functions. Cause I, my mom was always involved, yeah. trying to get me involved and do something, you know. As algo. algo. Cover Read a book. That's funny. My, my dad always tell me read a book and she I, I try to pick up one of the Mexican novels. Put that shit down. <laughs> the, the yeah, I remember.
2: I remember one time that we had we even had a barbecue down there and, and uh, they started shooting it out. La chingada! And my mom she went back downstairs and kept cooking. And then the guys that were shooting, she she offered them tacos, and then they started complaining about the, sa- how the salsa, how hot it was. <laughs> so they were from, like, trying to kill somebody to complaining about how fucking hot the salsa
3: was, you know? So it
4: was, it was pretty, pretty cool shit. Man, this was New York City. <laughs>
3: it, what year did, uh, did Crack land right there in the Boyle Heights? 84, 85. 84. 84. And that's before it was getting on the national news. Crack
4: showed up just at the Olympics, bro, in 84. <laughs> Cause
3: you guys had that little cool little freeway right there, right?
4: Yeah, man. We have, uh, to buy crack where we live was perfectly. You just jump out on Fourth Street, and then hop back on Fourth Street, Like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it was that's what right they call there. it, a tra- drug trafficking. There has to be traffic nearby. <laughs> 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 hey, remember when we when we were kids and we were like, I think we were playing little league baseball. Do you remember right there by the Lord Mission some fool getting stabbed? Like those the red flag people. Remember the red flag? Oh yeah, flag. Raymond. Raymond yes. got stabbed He got killed. <clears throat> Damon, Damon, Damon. Damon? Damon, Damon, Damon. Or Raymond. Yeah. Um, yeah, man it was, We were like it was like We were little kids and there was these ki- There was communists they used Yeah, they to come the, the red flag The red flag They used to come and protest And try to get the, the cholos To join the <laughs> red flag And then one day Like th- these fools got pissed off I don't know if it was flats Or somebody They, they were stabbing, right? Yeah, they, uh, they stabbed them to death and To then, death And when I saw the whole I was on my bicycle With my fucking banana bike And I was just looking at things Going like this In the way, daytime? In the daytime, yeah In the day Everything happened in the day, huh? Yeah <laughs> They, they, they i saw that getting stabbed and then I, when i went to um when i went to San Francisco they have a big mural for him yeah Dave, Damon or david something i remember uh, they did a mural for him there some 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 guys from
2: chicago and uh, i think fucking pepe fucking uh ended up roughing him you know it was just very very random you know yeah. randomly selected there you know what yeah, i mean randomly
4: <laughs> selected that wasn't that wasn't planned that he got stabbed, right?
2: Nah, it was just randomly. Everything was randomly there, you know. Cause you just everything that
4: day. Because according to the the communists, those red red flag people, it was all set up. The police was looking
2: for oh, him. Oh no, no, no! It's because the project. It was you know, it was a whole different ballgame. game. I mean, we had eight neighborhoods there. You know, it was not even. And that it was not little... even about Southside or nothing. It was about hey, food. What you looking
4: at? And that's it. You were done. <laughs> yeah, right? bro. We live in like Aliso Village, Pico Aliso, Pico Garden. There was like over eight gangs. Yeah, like in- including La Pandia Mugrosa. Yeah, <laughs> and that's
3: not even a square mile right there, huh?
4: Yeah, man. They had like Al Capone, Primera, East Coast, um, foods that just showed up, started neighborhoods. <laughs> There, were, there was a gang called down Barrio Blanco. I don't know. 43 street, other show up one time. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. <clears throat> and yeah, after that, one
3: dude got stabbed. It was over. Those communists never went back. Or, they
4: right?
2: never really went they back. I don't really think so. Back yeah. yeah, yeah. But we we didn't have no idea of, of like. Not even aware or conscious of what, of what the... Yeah, of what, like, like Che Guevara
4: or... Nothing like that.
2: No, nothing. It, it was just our own shit. You know what I mean? As like
4: the, Those guys would have showed up in the 90s would have been a different story, bro. They probably had 100 followers. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The, the yeah. timing
3: yeah. wasn't right. The at
4: timing time. wasn't right. Nah, we, were, we were too young. Yeah, we were too young and... I remember uh, there was a blood that was there, and he just give me give that red flag. I need it for my car. And I <laughs> put a red flag at his snowman? car. Snowman, snowman, snowman. And he was a he was a, a white boy and shit. <laughs> there was like two white boy families in the projects. There was Snowman, Mister Hyde, Mister Hyde, and the uh, Mister West on the other side. On the uh, Aliso? Yeah, teen, Aliso? Lou. Lou Hazen, and there was another guy named Mister West. He wore like a mechanic suit. He told go. <laughs> he to collect copper and shit Hey what about that man Remember he used to go Pico de Gallo Pico de Gallo He used to show up right there, like, on, on Clarence Street Saladino <laughs> <They used to, laughs> He used, used to be a guy in a fruit truck <laughs> He used to sell on uh, fruit fruit cocktails And like He'll tell you um, Five bucks But you gotta bring your own pl- your own bowl <laughs> <laughs> So This guy have a big, hey, big old dog. This guy has have a big old bucket Full of pepinos Mangos Fruit cocktail Then you bring your own plate And he'll make it for you he never got Jack, never. He never got Jack. Only never, never. the one time mom um, this fool oh, shit. No, nah, this one time this fool um we said they. That fool fucking took his food stamps and he gave them to me. He like was two hundred dollar in food stamps, but he was afraid to tell his mom, so I kept them. So all day we That's when I first learned about money laundering. We're buying five cent gums just to get the ninety five cents. So all day I was sending kids there for a for a chip, potato chip. Give me the change, fool. What you want to sold that Give me the change. So you started. You met um, Father Greg. Were you were you were you doing bad at one time? Cause. I got into rehab like in 91, I was 23, 22 yeah, when I got into yeah, rehab. Yeah. I disappeared, bro, I never, I looked, I never looked back. <laughs> I got into a big fight, actually, what happened oh, in the other shoot. projects, oh, and okay. I thought that I wasn't going to make it out alive. Ooh. Yeah, that's, you know. that's kind of similar to what happened to me.
2: You know, I, I got, Unfortunately, I got heavy into drugs myself, and, and then uh, my jefita sent me to Mexicali. So I think I weighed like 110 pounds or something when I got over there. And then when I got over I mean, man, you talk about eating, like, camarones, ceviche. They were feeding me, bro. Boom, boom. And then, uh, then I came back over here. And the first day I got here, fucking Blue sees me. He puts a gun in my hand. What's up, foe? Oh? You know, remember me? Because. Cause a, a year before, you know, he, yeah. I was I was uh, like the homie said I was living in his half rent free and shit for a whole year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Couldn't let go. So um, yeah, I, I just got back and and, and and um, uh, but one thing I do want to mention because when when I was out there dealing, um, uh, I show up to the pad and, and, and my mom was like, "Hey, are you, are you dealing?" And I said, "Yeah." I go. She goes, "Are you dealing coke?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Why?" And I go, um, "Cause I want to move you out of the project. I, I want to buy you a." I wanna buy your house somewhere in Pasadena over there, you know what I mean? And she said, you know what, I I um I'd rather die on my knees than for you to be killing your your own people and stuff. And that is kind of like it was like the Holy Spirit, just like boom and and then at the same time, like, you know, my my girlfriends were dying, like flacco and, and everybody you know, remember we lost like twenty six friends in one summer, like yeah. everybody Damn. that knew each other. And, and and it was just devastating for me. I mean like went through like Suicidal thoughts and all that crazy stuff, right? Remember
4: the last time we, we we saw each other, we were talking, and you had said that uh, you were at the Alley River bummed out. Oh, yeah, and you yeah, had cash, and you, had, <laughs> you, had, you had a lot of cash, was, you had dope, and was, you, you didn't care no more, like you didn't even smoke crack before. Yeah, yeah, now nah, I was, had, I was, I had all this,
2: ca- I had like over maybe two thousand, three thousand yeah. dollars. And then I had, had all this. I had all this. Three year hours year work. Yeah, you on know, me. Nobody had. And then, any. And then I, I saw this brother, man, big old, big old dude, uh, pushing, a, pushing, a, pushing. A, yeah, like three, three, three trees on me, and and I was like, what, sixteen years old? Six, I was a little fucking mocoso, you know. And I saw this brother. He was pushing a cart, and I go, yo, you know, big ass dude, man, big ass, like six foot four. And I go, hey, man, could you go give me a forty. And he goes, yeah. And then I brought the, I brought out the, the wobble of money. And I brought a 20, and he went and got me a 40. Came back a half hour later, and he gave me my change back, and he went about his business. And then I showed up at Cuatro, and my lips were all shaped up, and, and I saw BB and shit. BB was like, dang, you look kind of funny, fool. And I was like, I was like uh, what? what are you talking about, you know? But uh, yeah, those were the, the, the good, crazy, dark dark days, you Your know?
4: we were all chapped and shit. Yeah, all chapped. And but it's raining outside. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I could,
2: you know, and then, then you know, I got into more and more. I mean, graffiti art had never left me, you know. And when I got, I got introduced to it through, through, I believe it's through seeing one of those documentaries, you know. I think, I think it was Star Wars and Wild stuff. Style, Wild Style, Star Wars breakdancing, that whole hip hop. And then we used to go to the Radio the Radio uh, uh, right there by by El Piojito,
4: right there by uh, uh, MacArthur Park. That was a train was right. was it's an apartment building now, right?
2: Yeah, it's, an, it's a, it's like a little uh, Lucas. Uh, I think up. So. I'm yeah. not too sure what the exact address is, but but they, they end up, It was funny because we had the Radio and then they end up knocking that down. And then everybody that kind of was involved with the Radio kind of got into neighborhoods, you know. And then that whole crack epidemic started in the neighborhood, and and then there was like I think like that year or, or a year later, there was like or three years later, I believe there was like 860 something murders in L.A. All gang related. Tiger yeah. started gangbanging. <laughs> yeah. You know, we had all this energy we just we just uh, didn't know where to put it. You know, and and uh but you know then then Father Grey came in, you know. Father Grey came in and he started helping everybody, man, you know. Everybody. Everybody and 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 uh he started uh he started uh, buying me spray paint and the first mural was right there on I believe it was on 1st and Claren- Clarence. Yeah, where I did uh I thought by, the, by the store? The, the, where the 99 cent store is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, we had Tavito Guadalupe. We put on a liso. And then I put a, I put like a needle saying don't do it. So then I became conscious. Started like feeling what conscious was. You know what I mean? Because didn't, we, didn't, we didn't have any conscious growing. And expressing it in your art? Yeah. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, yeah. You know, and and always and, and, and trying to like keep it. I so instead it. of like graffiti art, like having doing letters, we were kind of following... Kind of uh, like what the Chicanos were doing back then, but not really because they were doing something else, and 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 we, we never went to school for it, so we we're just kind of learning, learning, you know, within ourselves, and even with uh, the with, with Fabian, Fabian, Deborah, you know, yeah. and then Alex Kiesel was helping me out, and I remember my mom going to King Taco and buying us tacos, and like, here he called, get and I was like, yeah, you know, and 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 it was kind of risky though at the same time because um it was still on and popping, but. Uh, you know, I, I believe that art kind of uh, uh, put a shield, a, a positive shield around me to uh, protect me from 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 other negativity. You know, um, and then, and then after that, we did a, a mural for the Lord's Mission Alternative. And then at that time, during that time, I remember my friend uh, uh, Alex Alex uh, Deffer he got shot in the head, and he survived. And and uh, it was funny because they were saying my my own friends did it, but he didn't really take it personal. And then he showed up trying to steal our cans. After he came out of the hospital, <laughs> it, it was it was it was pretty bizarre. Um, it, that was a good mural. That was a very I, I, re, I was really uh, uh, impressed with that mural because we 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 kind of went like we did some Aztec Aztec kind of symbolism in it in it and and and, and kind of like uh, going into our culture and and stuff. And then you remember the the homeboy mural as well, the tortilleria. Yeah. That was a, that was a pretty pretty cool one too. During that time that was when the peace treaty started. Yeah. Remember everybody was going head up and they, it was pretty wild but you know they put the they put the guns down at, at that time.
4: Cuz I remember one time I, I was coming out of um I think when I I was like I was out of was to rehab and it was like I was just kicking back at the Ronald Eno's house, the Indians, oh, Ronnie uh, yeah. Eno's. yeah, yeah, oh, the yeah, Eno's yeah. House. yeah, yeah. We just sit in there with their nephews, and then all of a sudden, there was fools on top of the, 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 the apartments from Pico Aliso, yeah. On top of the apartments, and the roof down at first playground, Damn. and the people from the first playground were shooting at them. Damn. And I said, "Damn, shit got crazy when you come out of rehab." Oh yeah, <laughs> and these people are shooting in the daytime, like yeah, daytime. Beirut. Style. <laughs> nah, it,
2: it was pretty wild, man. I'm just, you know, it was pretty wild. It was pretty wild, and in, in, um, uh, you know. You know, it saved our lives. You know, your your art form and my art form, and 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 uh, it was a good thing that that we got introduced to, to to laughing and and, and spray paint and, and a brush. You know.
4: <laughs> yeah, man, I started doing stand up comedy, I would do jokes. I would do jokes like about um about um. There's nothing good about gang banging except that they all carpool. <laughs> They're like, come on, homie, let's all get shot. <laughs> come on, homie, let's all get arrested. Right, right. So you were, um, your brother, right? your brother, yeah, my brother Alfonso, Alfonso, Alfonso
2: yes, Red, Ray. We're like the only two weirdos, in the projects, you know, uh, apart
4: from the the real weirdos that were there. <laughs> You're noticeable, boy. When you look like this guy in the project, they know who you are, right? Goldie. Don't <laughs> they call you right Goldie? Goldie,
2: yeah, Goldie, Goldie. Goldie. I had Goldie because I had I used to wear a lot of a lot of gold chains, you know thought i was into a Mr. T at that time, and shit I <laughs> pitted the fool
4: <laughs> yeah that's what, cool fool that's what everybody had white gold, remember Yeah, white gold and shit that, that, was, be, funny, that, was, that was funny, man It was it was cool, man having like a bunch of a bunch of gold rings, a gold chain, and a nice boombox with key sweat, <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> making it happen, huh. And at the whole time it's going crazy right there in Bull Heights and shit. And not in the news,
4: by the way. Never and then, never in the news. Well, never in early. the news. When never. That was cracking, never.
3: It was after after, right? Like eighty eight. So you guys are already it's already cracking for four or five years before it even it gets It got on even crazier TV.
4: after eighty eight. Yeah,
2: yeah, well after 'cause it was every, everything was kinda cool, but not really, because everybody was into PCP. That's the way I explained it. everything. It was a PCP epidemic, so everybody was kind of cool, you know what I mean? Too high to fuck Yeah, too high. <laughs> too many walking dead. Well, th- yeah, these fools used to take all their clothes and run around naked and blowing <laughs> from their bro. mouth and shit. Remember, Remember that
1: shit? <laughs> I
4: was at a little league game, and then like my head coach's best friend jumps <laughs> out of the the uh, j- jumps out dugout. Ta-da! He said, free! Free! I'm fucking free! And he takes off his clothes, they he start running around the field but naked home run, home run! I'm watching this going. Damn, Larry's crazy, Larry Santos. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy because that's
2: that's what we saw as little kids, and and it's like, damn, really, you know what I mean? That's gonna you're gonna have to kind of it's gonna have to go through you somewhere or another, you know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute, and it doesn't come back to later on, and then that's why I think I think that's why you start abusing all this other stuff, you know. Just kinda kinda uh numb yourself from all that all that stuff, all that all that crazy shit.
4: Hell yeah, man. Remember did you ever like go swimming at the swimming pool and actually <laughs> closed?
2: I remember one time I went swimming, the I, Cortez, was on, bro. I was on acid and somebody had took a big old pedazo de mierda right there, bro. On the swimming pool? On the swimming pool, nine feet. And I was like, damn, <laughs> dude. Really? <laughs> we got me and my comp- remember Ariel? My compa Ariel? Yeah. We were like, what? And we, we left, like, we were like like nah, that's too crazy, man. You know, um, but yeah, they remember that 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 mother that went in there and she was she was on a frío too. I think porresita,
4: and uh, she ended up dying with her two kids. It was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty effed up, you know. My brother um, Fernando was there. He ended up jumping in there and try to rescue them. He did. Him oh. and some fool named Jose. Oh shit! My, my, my gay brother, bro. He went in there, held yeah, yeah. his breath went all the way in there, brought that fool out. Yeah, damn, damn. So it was at midnight or yeah, what time it? Yeah, it was it? at nighttime, late, late swimming. Late swimming, yeah, that's where you get after the boat. After hours. After hours. Like, once the lifeguards left, mm. it's always like some fat cholo, the burrito man will bust out boat cutters. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> For real, they take out boat cutters, how do we sweats? Remember, he'll just cut the, yeah, cut the click, lock. click, click, click. And everybody started jumping, barbecuing, jumping off the roof. It turned into like, remember when they let the the employees use the swimming pool in that movie Caddyshack? <laughs> That's how Buck Wild it got done.
3: Pandemonium.
4: That nah, was, was it. Was it was wild, man.
2: It was like, you know, it was it was, it was like that whole PCP era, and then the, when the crack
4: epidemic hit, it was just like, damn. Fool. When that movie The Warriors came out, the next day, ten gangs were formed in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> the or remember? The cinema. Remember Boulevard Nights all this stuff? Night.
2: Remember they they, they they it was right there at Dolores Mission, te acuerdas? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild too, man. That was that was uh pretty pretty crazy stuff.
3: So uh, F- uh, Father Greg Boyle was noticing your art
2: and Yeah, you- he was noticing my art uh, he was like grabbing his beer, he was like, Oh, what did, you know, trip out on this, you know?
3: was <laughs> 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 Like, oh shit, you know and
2: then uh you wanna paint another mural and then I, I started calling the the homies up Hey, you guys wanna do a mural and 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 we got like, we had some like crazy ass scaffolding kind of like falling up falling apart scaffolding and we we would use them but you know we're young and, and and we're just ready to ready to rock and roll you know and and um that was in ninety one I think I did that education for the younger generation, and uh tempt, actually tempt to helped me out on that one um it was a uh, hide high tempt. Denver Moscow and and Jack and it was kind of cool because it was like, the, it, was, it was in Cuatro's neighborhood, but, it, you know, it was cool. Then in Sueros. I think it was Pepe, you know. Pepe, <laughs> like, oh, no, that's not
4: cuñado, so. Pepe was crazy, man. <laughs> All right, that fool's crazy. El Charro man. Negro. That, fool's crazy. <laughs> that fool was crazy. That fool, Pepe, like the last stoner, bro. <laughs> and that fool still has long hair and still has a Levi jacket right now. Yeah, yeah. That fool went into the tie line and he got surrounded by a bunch of people and they asked him. Where were you from? Because thunders, Give <laughs> me that bike, and he gave it to them, and just walked away. I remember that? I remember that. I was <laughs> watching that going, "Damn, just got a heart." But
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was I was uh, doing doing that mural there, and then and then uh, um, Manuel Guerrero from the, uh, the remember the gang youth service, and, and then he started taking boxing gloves to different neighborhoods. Hey, you got a, a beef with that person? And, and what not, uh, here, you know, ponte los guantes, that, that's a la cabrones, you know. So anyhow, he goes, hey, man, they're hiring, you know. That was after the L.A. riots. And uh, Robert Graham here in Venice, he, 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 uh, he reached out to, like, he wanted to reach out to, to like, seven youth around L.A., around the... Uh, Give uh, me the whitest-looking ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the beginning, I, th- I think at the beginning, he was going to get, like, uh, 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 students from art schools and he was like, Nah, 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 nah! I don't want you know. I want, want to give me some some
3: street flavor. or what?
2: Street flavor. I want some street cred here. And yeah, you know. So we show up, and, and there was like thirty thirty guys uh, there uh, that he interviewed, and, and he picked seven of us, and and uh, he made us sculpt a ball, like a sphere, out of clay. And uh, and two weeks later, he calls me. He calls me up, and 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 I'm here in Venice. I'm here in Venice and and catching buses, catching buses, like catching a buses. Yeah, and and then and then I I love that
4: bus, ride, bro. So what time did you fucking get up uh, to go?
2: Oh man, I was, you know at that time I had the Maxima, you okay. know what I mean. So I was driving, but then I you know I split up with my lady, and then I moved in I moved in with my mom, and and then and then uh, my mom passed away a year later. She passed away, and then they knocked the projects down. Oh damn! And then I came to Venice and I was homeless in Venice for about. Two, three weeks, sleeping
4: in cars. And I swear, dude, I didn't see you out here when you were homeless, but I did see that one dude that, that grew up in a project that's called, he was like a dark hair and long hair. Oh, shit. Chooms, they call him the Chooms. He lived right next to George, he lived right next to Wero. Remember Wero? Rafa? Remember Guero and George? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wero, yeah, Wero, and them. Yeah, 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 he lived right next to Wero. French fry. French fry. Yeah. The the guy that lived right next to him, I saw him in Venice Beach homeless. He was walking off crazy, and he looked at me and goes, oh, shit, what's up, Batman? And then he walked away acting crazy. Oh, shit. The chooms. Yeah, I used to see Sugar over here. Remember Sugar? Hector? Hector? Hector, Hector,
2: he lived up the hill. Yeah, he called him Sugar. Yeah, he used to see him over here, but. Then, so then I, I started um, creeping up to Robert Graham's studio and, and taking a shower at his studio without him noticing. So I, like, I kind of was creeping in there, taking a shower, and then going out working, working at his studio. Everybody will leave, and then I'll creep in there again. And, and then uh, uh, my, my friend uh, uh, Valentin took me in, lived in his pad and on, on here in 4th um, and Vernon. then my, my uh, friend uh, Ricky Mejia moved in with him at, uh, on Millwood. And then from Millwood, I moved to uh, Sunset, 608, and that was, that was pretty wild. And then from Sunset, I moved in here to this studio with, with my lady. And, and I then kept, I kept doing all these projects with Robert Graham. You know, I, I did the, uh, the Duke Ellington in New York and the, uh, the FDR in, in Washington, D.C. But the, the one that was crazy was the FDR in Washington, D.C., because I was supposed to meet uh, Clinton, the president at the time. And I get off the airplane. And FBI pulls me over, like as soon as they get off Dang. the airplane, they pull me over and they're like, "Yo," I go, "What's up?"
4: You're blue centers."
2: They go, "You know what? Check it out, man. Uh, uh, you, you fit the description of a 187 murder." And I was like, "What, dude? I'm gonna go meet the president? What are you talking about? You know what I mean?" <laughs> okay. and, and then and they were, well, you know? "I pass clearance." And then it was like, "Dude, do you have a? You have an ID?" And I didn't have an ID because I was just Damn. I was kinda, I, I did not have pass. a pass. <laughs> No, I had, I had my green card. I had my green card at the time, you know. And, and, yeah, mica. and my bus pass. <laughs> Mi mica. La, la mica. E, entonces, but after like 15, 20 minutes of integration, they, uh, they, they cleared me. And, and yeah, like uh, uh, the night before, uh, uh, this, this cop had got killed. In uh, here uh, in L.A.? No, in Washington, Washington, oh, okay. D.C. But uh, uh, I, I looked at the guys. I did it. I didn't fit the description. I would just randomly... Selected <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh but no, I had it was so great just working with Robert Graham and and, and meeting his family and and Robert Graham Mexican? Es mexicano, mexicano, americano and uh uh this day, yeah, I learned a lot of discipline from him, a lot, so much discipline and and I just grateful to still be there you know we don't we're not here in venice anymore actually we we, we uh, moved to uh, to Cover City, so now we're in Cover City, we have a new studio it's still not up and running yet, but we're going to get it up and running pretty soon so you do sculptures now? i do I do sculptures i do abstract uh, graffiti uh contemporary sculptures, and my paintings you know and you know i don't really like to say too much in my sculptures and my paintings just because you know, a lot of people say a lot of fucked up shit in the in, in the vocabulary. You know, so I just kind of want to keep it keep it cool. You know, and and uh, um, you know, so yeah. So now I'm I'm like 20 21 21 years later, 22 years later. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm still here in Venice and 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 working in Culver City and I live over here now on the west side. So I went from 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 um, from the Alley River to the projects to Boyle Heights to to here to, to working here. You know. Uh, and, and I love it over here. I I, I love I love the the, the beach. I uh, one time I got a little ill. I couldn't really breathe, and I went to the ocean, and I, I feel like I got healed and stuff. So
4: I love We're Venice, man. I've been coming yeah, here I now for it. about a month. Body, trying to body surf. <laughs> Como la foca. Yeah, dude. Like, I've been <laughs> coming here. I can I've been <laughs> here like this week. I've been here three times. Yeah, yeah, I it's cool, man there. I get here like around 9.30 when nobody's here Yeah, yeah. And like, If I'm here before that the stupid guy with the guitars here, I'm happy bro. <laughs> Oh, okay Q-tip we come Q-tip, Q-tip, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same song, same sign. No I don't know, I don't know what. Hey, fool! This fool knows what's his name. Um, he knows um, that black fool, the one that he kept saying, man. He kept, oh, he always came up to me, man, man. Your friend works over there, man. Your friend, <laughs> <laughs> your friend, man. Your, your friend, man. Goldie, Goldie, heaven, heaven. Who's <laughs> <G laughs> that? G. Riley. G. Riley, He's some black fool that lives on a boat. He talks to Kim him all time. He talks ah, to you right here on Venice.
3: Because he like, walks or, or jogs the beach, right? Ah,
4: cabron. He goes, there's so many of them here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a light-skinned brother with a goatee. He's a comedian, G. too. Yeah, what's going on, man? All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. New, York, yeah. New York. Yeah, that's exactly the way he
2: talks. Exactly
4: it's not right broken glass, broken glass.
3: Oh, no, no, oh, no. Yeah. no not broken
2: Ryan. glass, <laughs> not broken glass.
4: So now Never, be living right. here in Venice, man, are you part of the Venice community? Like, they know you? You know everybody here? Like,
2: yeah, somewhat. I mean, somewhat is. But Venice is changing so much, man. I, I feel there's there's so much of a, of a separation. You know, you, you got these fools that 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 are moving in that their company is worth ten billion dollars, and yet you go down the street and you see these homeless people that are just in shock because you know nobody's trying to help them and stuff like. You know, so it's it's it's, it's uh, like the homeless people that I knew before. Like I, I knew like uh uh. uh Told me right here, fuck up. They call name,
4: it now, right? Silicon Beach now. Silicon
2: Beach, Silicon, Silicon Beach. Beach. Yeah, yeah.
4: But you had uh, all these bohemians
2: before. You know, you had like these mad, mad intellectual homeless people that they wanted to be homeless because of, of society, but they're very intellectual geniuses, like Ralph, and he was born in a. Uh, in a military base, and you, you could ask him anything about chemistry, and he, he would tell you off the top. And musicians and Heisenberg,
4: también ese güey, you know. So you started working with him, and um, and you started learning from him. Because I—I don't, don't remember you sculpting. I remember like you tagging, like with Charlie. Yeah, with the cuñado, cuñado, man, el cuñado. With Charlie remember, Stress. So when you, when you were like hanging out with Stress and. Um, and Charlie and Flew in the beginning, yeah. And the other guy, Rebel, the one that got shot, yeah. You already had stopped then. Well, I mean, you never. St- what do you mean, stop? Like stop? Like, like stop slanging and all that. Yeah,
2: yeah. But you still, you're still like on alert. It's not even like seven friends away. You're like one frame away from that, cause yeah. I mean, even that day when 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 um Reem Reem got shot, you know, he was at my house at three in the morning. He was like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm gonna." Could I use the restroom? Him and Flu showed up to my house. Cause I use the restroom? I go, yeah, of course, man, use the restroom. And then, and then bam, and then he was the first person that got shot with an AK 47 in the projects, you know? They, after that, that's when, like, the caliber caliber kind of went up. I know, man, that was the loudest gun I ever heard. Yeah, that was, that was, that was and Charlie chi- was there. Charlie was there. Cuerno
3: de Chivo, right?
2: Cuerno de Chivo, yeah. Um, yeah, so all, all that stuff, man, is, is pretty, pretty, pretty damn disturbing, you know? Pretty, pretty fucked up. Um. You know, it's 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 unfortunate that all those things happen, and 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 at the same time it's like I, I appreciate life even more just because of that, but not just because of that, but just because you know there's there's all this other stuff going on around the world right now, and you know you just you just kind of wake up and you're like, damn, I could breathe, you know, I can see, I can hear, you know what I mean, and and if I could do more than that, then then I'm a winner that day, you know, a little bit, you know. <laughs>
3: That's nuts, dude. And as far as when you start getting into sculpting, when you after you met Robert Graham, out yeah, briefly?
2: I mean, I, I was when I worked with them, I didn't really take it serious, you know, because I was I was more more into graffiti art. Uh, but then it took me a few years to kind of really take it serious. So so I say, I say, like it took me like five years to, to like really start like getting into it and appreciating it, and 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 then started having a passion for it. And now now I, it came to a point where, where, where I paint. I feel like I'm sculpting. And when I sculpting, I, I feel like uh, I'm painting, you know. And uh, so I go back and forth. And then I also work with youth. Uh, we, we, with Alex Kizu we work here in, uh, at Santa Monica. Did a few murals there at the, with the uh, PYFC, the Pico Family Youth Center, and then also at, at Virginia Park. Yeah, so it's it's been it's been it's been a it's been a cool journey, and, and then to see my brother right here, Felipe. What's up, fool? And I remember when he fucking won the the fucking last coming standing. Last coming standing, I know. And I threw the fucking remote control. <laughs> <laughs> and it fucking broke because I was I thought homer was gonna lose. You know what I mean? I thought,
3: that, I thought he was gonna get second place. I yeah, yeah. And I was place.
0: like, I was like,
2: fuck yeah, you know. And and you were not randomly selected there. You no know nah, what I mean? Man. You actually won that motherfucker. That motherfucker, you know what I mean. So, so I was cool. So a lot of a lot of good stuffs happening right now. You know, as far as like our lives, kind of you know uh, getting getting better. You know, and 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 and, and then, um, then you you um, it's a good prog- progreso. You know what I mean? es una es un progreso que viene del oscuro. You know, and, and and I think it's a it's a good thing. And you I know. see,
3: like, as far as graffiti art, I, I'm looking at some of the work that you have here in your studio. You still keep the vibrant colors, the spray can colors.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I want to use blends. Well, también eso, pero también I want to use good colors that that'll last, you know, good twenty, fifty years. You know, so you know, like if like right here, you know, you have the sun hitting it sometimes, and and I'll, so I try to put the shade shade down, so it, it could just hold is a, a, a thing for
4: for a very long time, you know. Sus for, cajones for a long time you know? Yeah dude So what you doing now man, you doing a documentary now What's Yeah, documentary?
2: well, well I, you know I, I, met, I met a good friend, uh, Rodrigo Me eh, too
4: eh, <laughs>
2: yeah. los, tocayos. El tocayo, los tocayos R&R <laughs> and, and, and I would like to, to, to pass the, 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 the microphone to him So he could explain to you What was, what was going on and what was right. going down And aquí está Rodrigo So Rodrigo Torres
3: No, That's me What's up, Rodrigo? Do I need to use this? If you want, yeah, put them on. That way you can get the whole the whole feel of listening. <laughs>
4: you can listen.
3: What's up, Rodrigo? What's your last name, brother? Rivera Debre. De Rodrigo Rivera Debre. De What's up, brother? Hey, how's How you it doing? going? Chilling, man. All the way from <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> The big L. The big L. Big Lennox. Home of the Mariscos. <laughs> yeah, little TJ. Yeah. Hell yeah. Home of our
4: Chiles. <laughs> mariscos Moni? Yeah, that's a place with a big, big a ass gate. Yeah, yeah been been there.
3: there. Uh, you know, you know I, I do pest control with Mando Cosillo. Hey, hey, what's going on? You hey? <clears throat> <laughs> have a little uh, pest control company. We do that place, Mariscos Moni. The original small little place, and now that bigger yeah. place in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, we know that dude right there. Great. <laughs> 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 they don't have roaches, though. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're under control. Um, right on,
1: right on. So, so
4: what is, is the um, documentary based on? Is it all based on Juan Carlos or you have a group of people?
1: Well, actually, the film is called uh, Dark Progressivism on Rupture and Rebellion. Uh, we have a lot of artists on board. So it covers um, what we like to call a Los Angeles nativist tradition in art. Uh, we have writers, graffiti artists, um, musicians, calligraphers, um, well, some um, well, I guess we have big names like Chaz Borerquez, Juan Carlos Munoz. Uh, we have Deffer, Prime, Big Sleeves, just a whole bunch of people from Los Angeles. We have a, an award-winning Pulitzer Prize journalist and writer Hector Tobar. If you guys are familiar with him, did the Tattooed Soldier? He won a he won a Pulitzer Prize for his coverage on the 92 riots. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, then we have Professor Orozco from Whittier College, Roberto Gutierrez. Uh, There's a lot of different people, a lot of really good people. How long have you guys been working on this for? Uh, We've been doing it for the past maybe two months. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're halfway done with all the interviews. Um, We've been doing some editing for the past few weeks. So we resume shooting uh, maybe the first couple of weeks of September. And then we'll have to edit that and then submit it to Sundance Film Festival uh, late September. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. How'd you get into the documentary? What What made you want to do it? Uh, interestingly, I was hanging out with some friends, some tattooers, Uglar uh, Works, um, and we were talking about doing a possible exhibition on murals at LACMA or Mocha. And over several of these conversations, we started talking about uh, possibly doing a documentary. So then I just started having all these different ideas. I started talking to people about it. And then I came across some people, uh, some friends of mine in the film industry, and I pitched the idea to them. Not really thinking they were going to accept it. You know, I just kind of threw it out there, see what I was working on. And they liked it. They introduced uh, me to a producer, and the producer liked it as well. So he came on board, and then we just started moving forward since then. So uh, when are it going to get released? Well... <clears throat> that all depends on distribution. So we're hoping that if it gets picked up after Sundance, then we should be able to secure a deal there. But that's that film part of it. Uh, you'd have to ask my producer. <laughs> yeah, <those laughs> the are, guy with the money. Yeah. <laughs> James Yee, where are you? <laughs> Mr. A.K.A. Deep no, Where are you from, though, Rodrigo? <laughs> where are you City? from? Where you from, homie? <laughs> you from, homie? Yeah, well, I so grew up in, in, in here making documentaries and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are you, dog? Well, I grew up in Lenox. All right. Yeah, born and raised right there? Uh, well, I was born in West LA. Okay. I think UCLA, if I recall. Because your mom said, woo woo." Woo
4: woo woo woo. That's
1: like an Englewood thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we lived here in Venice for Mar Vista, maybe for like five years, and then my parents bought a house in Lennox, and then we moved to Lenox. Uh back in maybe 1980, oh, right around then. And Lenox pretty crazy itself right there, right? That little little patch? Yeah, yeah, a little barrio. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, growing up, um, on my block, there was a lot of dudes from 18th Street, Culver City. Lennox uh, Street Rascals And Border Brothers Yeah And a bunch of bices.
4: <laughs> we did we, 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 we were out We used to do stand-up comedy In Downey before and Cudahy At uh, it's, a, it's a Denny's now It's because of Daily Planet Oh yeah I remember Daily Planet yeah, Nice we did, to go we, there We did stand-up comedy There on Tuesday nights And Club Caraville and Cudahy
3: Plaza Garibaldi. Plaza yeah, Garibaldi. Garibaldi yeah, yeah, that was with a as mean ass.
4: Pie- <laughs> it's <garlic laughs> shrimp. They used to be a Filipino lady with a boob job, and she used to always go like this. She used to shake her pie gow diet at this. She was like, come on, pie gaudite. silicone, silicone, and then throw it down, dude. Dude, what do think
3: paid for that shit?
1: <laughs> How'd you hook up with Munoz? Well, it was interesting. Um, I had heard about him through... David Braffman from the Getty Research Institute, and Ed Sweeney, who is a big art collector. And they both had been mentioning a guy named Heaven from K2S. And I didn't know Heaven was Juan Carlos Munoz Fernandez, And uh, I had already met Defer and Big Sleeps and Prime, and some of those guys had mentioned the name Heaven, but I had no idea who he was. And then uh, one day we were at a... 1984 Olympics Reunion Committee, and Isabel Rojas-Williams, who is the executive director of the MCLA, she introduced us, and so he knew who I was, and I knew who he was, and so we just hit it off since then. And then we started talking, and then uh, we asked him to be a part of the documentary, so we came by here, we interviewed him here, and we've been kind of hanging out ever since. Hell yeah, dude That artist Prime That's that famous tiger uh, Prime? Yeah. Uh, him? Yeah, Prime, uh, Prime? Yeah Yeah, Prime Jose Prime Yeah Ressa, his last name yeah, He was tagging With um, Chaka, huh?
2: No, no Chaka was after But he was tagging like, He was tagging with Geo. These, these are the guys That kind of grew up In Pico Union area They grew like up Prime? in the Pico Prime and Prime and Gio
4: and science. Yeah, Pico Union I remember I used, to see, I used to see Prime all the time Everywhere
1: and then Chaka too. Oh, Chaka, right? Yeah, Chaka and so dude sleaze. You said so. He sleaze a cab. I used to write spit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're that guy. Right? We've been nah, looking dude, for you. I
4: remember somebody crossed Coco. Coco did a graffiti right there on on first playground, and he just did a kango. I don't know if you were there. It was green spray. I was with him. He did two. Sp- yeah, with Baby James, he did a can-go, and then the next day, somebody crossed it out, and then somebody wrote spit on the bottom. <laughs> but you know who crossed it out? It was Ruby from Flats. Oh, sh- Ruby, that motherfucker. That fool to stutter, man. I remember that fool had a parrot. I said, what happened, brother? Parrot, teach you how to talk or what? <laughs> <laughs> <sh- sh- sh- the fuck, Holmes. So you grew up, man. So you're like, how old are you? You're like, our age, huh? 38. Oh, the perfect age. I was in the full movie nineteen eighty. How old was he? <laughs>
3: and what's your background prior to uh, the documentary?
1: I'm Mexican. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm actually uh, I write books, uh, I I'm, I'm a literature guy. Um oh, yeah. I write um uh, fiction. Uh, non-fiction, <laughs> essays, short stories, novels Do you have any books out there that people Can and look for them? I do uh, My first book was Urban Politics The Political Culture of Sur Trece Gangs oh. uh, Which is basically a juxtaposition Between street gangs and public administration uh, I wrote it straight out of college um, yeah. I wrote it back in 2005 um, After that I wrote a book called The NAFTA Blueprint Which is a political conspiracy thriller that looks at the North, North American Free Trade Agreement. During and then, uh, Clinton's time, huh? When they sealed it. Uh, yeah, but mine looks more at maybe, do you know the Trans Texas Corridor? The whole maybe, pipeline thing? Yeah, no, it was more like the 14 lane corridors. Uh, that, the freeway thing for, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that. And People
3: say they don't exist, but it does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> H- do they,
1: hence the conspiracy. What doesn't exist? <laughs> Yeah, and then my, my most recent book, uh, Grave Situation, it came out uh, about a month ago. Uh, and that's a psychological thriller. Uh, it takes place in mostly in Santiago, Chile. I used to live there, so I wrote it when I was living there. And it's basically a, a, a dark tale of obsession, revenge, and murder. Oh, so. yeah,
3: dude. Check out the tocayo. Ch- yeah. What's up, right
1: <laughs> Writing horror books from Lennox Who you think you're messing with, Joey Bananas? <laughs> so you, you went to USC? No, actually I uh, went to Cal State LA a But I'm trying to get into USC now to do the graduate degree Oh yeah <laughs> My drug dealer went to Cal State
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to meet him at his dorm. Me.
3: threw
4: off an Easter
1: Easter, right? Yeah,
4: that's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that guy too <laughs> So you, you, you did your first documentary or you've done others? Uh, this is my first one first film? Yeah Alright This my, I guess, directorial debut um, I didn't know how to go about doing it I just started talking about it And then when I started meeting these film people They really liked the idea So uh, at first it was a little bit difficult As far as directing and editing and so forth But now it's been going a lot smoother And it's become a really fun process So I'm really enjoying it for you listeners out there, he's doing it, all right? Not like we're going to do this movie and we're going to talk about it for 10 years and not do it. Just do it like Nike said. Yeah, yeah. we man, definitely have a deadline and we have de- to get it done by October the 1st. All
4: my friends had deadlines, man. They would have been shot already for not doing that movie. <laughs> yeah. These moonlighters. Yeah, man, I got to write this script. I'm going I'm to put you in it. Eh? <laughs> But then you get it, and no, no, no words are in it. <laughs> I think you can put your jokes in there. So you have brothers and sisters; they're all in the business. Nah. nah. What brought What brought you into the arts, and not other people from the hood?
1: Well, uh, that's interesting. Did um, You like
4: drawing when you were a kid? Because I don't remember Munoz ever drawing anything. <laughs> it's all
3: here, dog.
1: I used to write poetry when I was of the a kid. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started writing poetry, like back. When I don't know Elementary school The cholo Walking down the street Yeah, yeah I was into Like the Smiths And oh, Joy Division Oh shit All yeah. that <laughs> uh, Depressive music and. That's beautiful so music dog Yeah it is It is But it's It's beautiful And depressive At the same time Era, uh, re- so. era, era rebelde <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, yeah When I got shot in 92 I was wearing a Meet is Murder t-shirt And when I got to the hospital The doctor saw me wearing the Meat is Murder t-shirt And he said, what are you, some vegetarian gangster? And it was, it was Yeah, we all started laughing It was the most hilarious thing I'd ever heard <laughs>
3: Is it really so strange? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly So that actually Damn, influenced me to no. write poetry Hell yeah Boodle you know, Listen to all that tofu. music <laughs> Yeah we all like the director. Why do you get shot though? You know
4: hanging out with the homies. Oh, you were hanging out with the homies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought Yolte you were. Over there. <laughs> yeah. Wrong place at the wrong time. And that's funny. I used have a joke like that about people always talk about when they get shot. He was at the wrong place at the wrong time. How about that bullet? It had to hit somebody if you were there. <laughs> yeah. The bully was on a mission. Sorry. Hey,
3: what it makes is... me laugh is when they say that the guy that got busted was at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> that fool did it, dog. Nah, you were at the right place
1: at the right time. Well, that led me to writing... Like, I used to write music, um, underground lyricism, like rap stuff. You know, hanging out with the guys, being in the hood and so forth. I was into rap music and underground lyricism and... Eventually I got bored with it because I didn't feel that it was going to take me any further than just the the egotism of rapping that way. And I just didn't like it anymore. And when I went to college, um, well, let me back up a little bit. My teachers in elementary school, uh, junior high, high school, they had always suggested that I study journalism. That I always had a good writing capability. Um, I never took them seriously, and I just started taking other classes in general. And then I came across a political science class. I fell in love with it, and I just studied political science. But I still had that writing bug in me. And I remember I read Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. I was doing a study abroad in Havana, Cuba. And after I read that book, I said to myself, I could do this. I could write. I know I could. And so I just started writing ever since then. And I haven't turned back since. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So uh, that's how that came about. So um, I've written maybe about seven books already, but only three have been published. Uh, I can't release them all at the same time. So I have plenty of material in the works. Oh, yeah, dude. It's already done. I wrote a screenplay for... My book, A Grave Situation, Uh, it's getting translated in Spanish as we speak, and so I think after I'm done with the documentary, then I'll just focus on the screenplay and either try to sell it or try to, I mean, maybe I'll take a stab at directing a feature film because I'll have experience um, directing this documentary as well. I got my 8x10 right here. All right, you ready? Yeah. (laughs) I was, I was going to cast you in it anyway, sir. So. Again, doing it, dog. Yeah, what's up? what's your process?
4: Like, how do you, when you wake up in the morning, do you write? Like, in the morning, like, there's some comedians out there that hit a big old bong rip and listen to Louis C.K. and then start writing jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's people who do that. There's people who actually sit down and watch, listen to Richard Pryor for an hour and then try to be creative and original. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's tired, bro. But thats I'm just talking talk about comedians that I've seen do this But that's that, that's it. for real They hit a big bong rib Listen to Hannibal Buress and then write jokes
1: <laughs> Yeah no I don't do anything Even closely related to that <laughs> um, Every every book that I've written Or everything that I write is, Has always been in a different setting The first book that I wrote uh, I did it while I was living with my sister And all my nieces and nephews So they were always just running around And I just put on a headset, listen to classical music, and just type away. Um, One of my books, uh, Great Situation, uh, I wrote that one in between classes. Another book I wrote while at my job, working in the insurance industry. So it just all depends. Right now, I'm writing an essay for the film uh, Dark Progressivism. It's following the history and trajectory of Dark Progressivism, and... Basically, laying the outline for the school of thought that that this concept is, and I usually write in the morning, and then sometimes in the evening. So, just all depends. I I don't really have to look for inspiration. All the ideas are always there. It's just discipline. Yeah, just sitting down and actually writing the stuff. Yeah, can you explain dark
4: progressism <laughs> for us? Because besides me, turn on the lights. We got people out there who are just googling that shit right now. <laughs> Impressing <laughs> <and> pause. <laughs> say, can you say that? What's it called again? <laughs> Progressorism, bro. Look it up, please. En
3: <laughs> 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 el oscurito. They say about real <laughs> fat fools. Yeah, on the inside now. It's, a, it's tricky. People, they say about fat fools,
4: ¿Qué comes en el oscurito, güey? Yeah, man, you get, like, you get inspired at working this heat.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, there's a grip
3: of writers always at Starbucks, huh? Got to beat the heat and be right here with next there. You see, I write better when people I li- better when people are looking at me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, creep. Okay, I'm back.
4: What's happening? i get to
1: So what's up, bro? Yeah, All it's right, so, to
4: us, <laughs> a dark progressism. Dark, oh, dark yeah. progressivism.
1: <laughs> you forgot a few letters. Mm. Dark in your homes. <laughs> Well, the concept of dark progressivism, um, it came to me from going to lectures, going to galleries, going to museum settings, and hearing some concepts that I, I would hear people talk about, artists, artists. Um, art historians and so forth, and I started seeing a common, I guess two common concepts in what people were talking about in relation to their work, and I saw how that reflected my work as well, and the first one was dark, and that aspect of dark refers to what I like to call the bleak, somber, and unsettling... uh, Complexity of the urban environment from which we came from. You know, you guys grew up in East Los. You guys were talking about people getting shot, like in the hood and the daytime, and so forth. And those kinds of social conditions only are our only experienced in the kind of environments that we grew up in. Yeah. And so we tap into this kind of background, um, not necessarily to inspire the work that we do, but we have no control over the kind of work that comes out because you're naturally going to be influenced by these types of things. And the concept of uh, progressivism comes from the knowledge, skills, and abilities in one's own work uh, to help improve the human condition and do uh, forward-thinking concepts in their work. And so that's what the idea behind dark progressivism is. In all mediums, not just one art. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm trying to. I don't want to. Sometimes when people have seen the trailer, you know, they think that it's about lettering or they think it's about graffiti but it's not it's a variety of mediums and it's this is uh a, a, an assessment to some extent on Los Angeles nativist art you know people that grew up in these kind of environments that do these kinds of things but at the same time they've ruptured from concepts of what people think they're supposed to be doing you know just because i'm you know i look a certain way or i have a certain color skin that i always have to talk about a specific narrative in my literature but i don't and some of these people don't do it when they're painting or when they're doing murals or when they're doing uh, photography or whatever it, other kind of mediums they they choose to do It's just breaking from those norms and traditions and that's where the, the that's where the rupture comes in in regards to the film
4: orderly Dar- Sim-
1: Simone. Dar- Simone. Dar- dark for something, right?
4: Yeah. Algo así. Yeah.
1: Those letters get dark to me, man. Isms. Nah. Yeah. How do
4: you get um Juan Carlos um like do you get labeled as um Mexican American artist, Juan Carlos Munoz? Or do they just charge you... Well, you, you know what, I, I would just... Oh, I, they, I,
2: actually, I was just talking to Rodrigo about that. I mean, I don't even like do, that word, or Mexican, Or they, or you they know? call
4: you Rodrigo, a Mexican artist Rodrigo, but, you know, but there are people out there who who aren't even as good as you guys, but they're just called artists.
2: No, pues, yo me considero mexicano, pero, yeah. you know, that, the thing is that when you move to Venice, like when I moved to Venice, you come to such a colorful place, man, That that you just stop being... You just become human, so it's one love. You know what I mean? It's one love. It's one blood. One, one, you know, we all believe the same thing. The only difference is our fingerprint. You know, we shift from the same place. We bleed from the same place. And 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 I think you know, all humans are beautiful, man. There's that one spot that's there. And 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 but I I like you know, but still the word the word when I moved over here, one problem that I, that I had it is with that word Mexican. I, I feel that was a racist word. I I, I was like I was like. Got into some shit with you know I don't like that word man it's Mexicano, he got but I'm...
4: but when you say it, it sounds like <laughs> Webback
3: <We're> <laughs> <laughs> you know That's so I'm sorry. like but now nah, but Mexican everything like, <laughs> goes like loud but you kind of like, stop it's the
4: same thing like when you call a Jew you damn Jew but you're a Jew you take offense to that because the way he's saying it so he really saying you type motherfucker <laughs> they say Jew or, <laughs> or oh he's Mexican.
3: Or say, you know, Larry, the Jewish guy. Or, oh, yeah, Larry, the Jew. You're all, damn. Did you just
4: say,
3: what? My grandparents didn't burn him or nothing. It's like, I'm chill. He just happens to be Jewish, that man.
1: To add, uh, I want to add something on there because I've been doing a lot of research into the history of L.A. And historically, the word Mexican has always been associated with vagrancy or deviance. And so that's why, when people say it, it just has that negative connotation. And by identifying with that specific label, it's already provincial and it's already regional and geographical and limiting. You know so you automatically say, well, "I'm a Chicano artist, or, I'm a Chicano writer," then that's it. You know, you're gonna. You're not going to go anywhere beyond that. That's what people are going to associate with the kind of work that you do, and they're going to expect you to write those kind of narratives. So I look at artists, for example, one of my favorite writers uh, has always been Al- Albert Camus. He's French, uh, but he actually theoretically, I mean, technically he's not French. He was born in Algiers, and he's half Algerian. Well, actually, he was born in Algeria. His mother was Spanish. His father was French, but He's remembered as just being a French author. So is there a possibility that I'm probably going to remember remembered as an American author? Or are people just going to say, oh, he's a Mexican-American author or he's a Mexican author? So those are things that we're uh, trying to shatter with the concept of the film as well. It's just let me, leave me alone and just let me be a writer. That's basically what I want to be. So what you got coming up next? Well, we currently have a, an Indiegogo campaign uh, where we're asking for some donations for the film. We still need some money to help complete the film. Give us uh, that webpage. Yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, let me take a look here. Um, <laughs> they can look up Dark Progressivism at Indiegogo, or there's also a Facebook, uh, Dark Progressivism on Rupture and Rebellion. There's, uh, my publisher has a website, uh, which is steampresspublishing.com um and i think that's those are a variety of different sources you know where they can look for the information and if they can share the link as well we have about 7 days you know we're not we're not really close to reaching our goal um so hopefully people can donate we also have uh, a current exhibition in Chinatown which Carlos Munoz Hernandez is a part of as well. It's called Devil's Town and same thing. Uh the concept looks at the name of Los Angeles, which was kind of given and playfully and also inadvertently and to attack the city because uh between like around eighteen fifty to eighteen eighty It was the most lawless city that they called west of Santa Fe, and even west of the Mississippi, there were murders being reported daily. People were getting lynched and hung and so forth. There was a lot of social banditry, which was basically that the Mexican-American and the Mexican didn't want to assimilate into the dominant culture, and so people called it Devil's Town. So Los Diablos or Devil's Town, and that's what the exhibition is about. We asked artists to explore... um, their own relations, uh, relationship to the city in regards to Devil's Town or maybe some of these um, ideas in regards to racism or violence or street gangs or whatever they wanted to whatever it meant to them so and that'll be um, f- from now to August 30? yeah to August the 30th and some of the, some of the proceeds go to the documentary to the completion of the documentary
4: and what's your Twitter or Instagram? people could tell a to hold you?
1: Uh, I don't think I have one Um, It's 2014 homie Yeah I know (laughs) know. But there is one for my I have a blog Write it down I have a blog It's called the Westsider blog At wordpress.com I think there's a Twitter for it I don't really manage it uh, But there is I think a Twitter For dark progressivism If they just type it in I think it comes up I'm not sure i never go on there (laughs) Google it folks Google it I only go there For the ladies (laughs) Yeah, if I spend my time on that, I'll never I'll never have time to do anything else. Oh, exactly. I won't be I won't be able to, I won't be able to finish a book. I know what you mean. I go from Instagram and then back to Pornhub and I lost 8 hours. And a wrist. I had a joke for you. I don't know if it was going to be funny, but I was going to say I go from Instagram to Golden Grams. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I do something else. I like that. I was well, serious. <laughs> In
4: between, was oh, another gram or something. <laughs> <laughs> a little Grammy gram. Yeah. So, what's your Twitter, of, Juan Carlos Munoz?
2: Instagram? Uh, no Twitter, no Twitter. Just this heaven, uh, um, right? Instagram. Heaven, heaven, heaven with no profile photo. <laughs> he, it's it's a uh, heaven at uh Give me a little sketch. <laughs> K K, K two S. Underscore or something like that. i don't I, really, I don't really know that whole language and stuff. But um. I think it's heaven
4: <laughs> underscore two. It heaven underscore K2S. Yeah, That's he- a heaven t- underscore K2S. Mm. Yeah, keys to success. So you're doing. So um, where are most of your art right now? You have art. <coughs> well, I've been, stuff, I've been, auto- I've been, I've been. Um, you know, it,
2: it, like right now, I'm out of kind of out of materials. So uh, I am. Doing a lot of walls kind of out there. I just recently did one at a Huntington, uh, Huntington uh, Park with my good friend uh, uh, David Savior. And uh, it was at a Christian center. And they're, they're called, I believe, uh, it's, uh, Street Gospel. So they, they do a lot of reaching out and stuff. They do a lot of good work, they're a lot of good prayer. Uh, but this is a, like the second consecutive year I do a, a mural with my son. Last year we did it on Father's Day. Oh, you have a son? I have like a few. Oh, no, I'm not. No, no, I got I got my beautiful my beautiful boys, uh, 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 Carlos, Jonathan. You know he's 23, and, and Justin Angel, 21, and my beautiful daughter Maya Luna. And I'm in love with all three of them. Um, see, so I've been I've been doing murals. I've, I've you know I've been trying to trying to reinvent myself all the time, man. I, like I have this cubism, and now I have this other linear work and. Then uh, like today I did a fork at, at at I sculpted a fork for my daughter. She's black, so I'm gonna make it into bronze, and she she can have her her own little fork to eat. Uh, so I'm just you know and and now I'm here you know uh, uh, doing art with you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I tell my friend you know I. You don't, need a, you don't need a spray, okay? you, don't, you don't need this, you, you just walk down the street and look at the shadows of the trees and, and you could just do, do art with that, you know?
4: I know, man, that's what I did, I just got a little recorder and I started a podcast. <laughs> there you go, ahí está. The What's Up Food Podcast, no, our twelve episode. Pistolito. Our 12th episode, right? Our 12th episode. Oh, this might be the 12th, huh? We're gonna we're gonna put it out this okay, week. Okay, cool. Tam- tam- we tam- our, I wanted to tell we you we have our, our second li- biggest listeners are Amsterdam. Oh dang! We have 132 oh, listeners yeah. in Amsterdam. Home of the red light district. We got more listeners in Amsterdam than we do in Mexico, and Cari. <laughs> we have a lot of listeners <laughs> in Riverside. Riverside holding it down with two people. Pico Rivera, Tampico Rivera.
2: Tampico Rivera.
4: Yeah, man, we try we Um, on our show. We really don't know, like, where our podcast is going right now. But we do have a lot of good guests. You guys are good guests. Our youngest oh, thank guests. you, man. Thank you. And um, our people, people Um, that listen to our show, they love meeting new people. They, they want to know what they're up to. They love the stories about somebody rising from the ground up and people doing positive stuff like Rodrigo here is. And uh, you want to give some, uh, give, tell people something, Rodrigo, that people are listening to get into film or art, how they could get by it, and what they could do, you know, even if, they don't, if they're not going to college, how could they, they get started, you know, in doing something artistic to get out of the hood? Whether it is, um, what would you give somebody advice who's just starting off right now, whether they're 50 years old or 20 years old, they want to get into the arts?
1: Well, the first thing that I would say is you have to be self-motivated and you have to be disciplined. With so many tools out there right now because of the internet revolution and... Distractions. You can, you can buy books on anything. How to this, how to that. You can, you can Google that shit now. Yeah, you can even YouTube it, right? And you'll I mean, you can change your transmission if you YouTube it. But uh, if you have any... I guess inclinations towards becoming an artist, whether you want to write, whether you want to direct, whether you want to paint, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, resources out there that people can tap into. So my my advice would be to stick to it um, and to push yourself and be self motivated and discipline yourself to actually do the work. People always ask me after a book signing, you know, what what would you suggest to an aspiring writer? Well, you should right, write. Fool. That's what you should do.
3: Hell the, yeah! The, the, Just the, write get them keys, dog yeah, the
1: ideas aren't going to write themselves. Nobody's going to write it for you unless you're going to be one of those writers that hires a ghost writer. You know, and then you're never writing your own material. But like Anne Rice, they do yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> That's got, I've,
4: done. Big dog.
1: I, I've been asked to ghostwrite as Steele, well. Ghostwriting
4: a lot of material, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Put that on my resume Oh oh, fucking idiot then man So a person like me Just say if I have money A lot of money I could just hire a random writer To write a book And put my name on it
1: Yep I'm gonna write two Harry Potter When I get home (laughs) Yeah think about it Somebody that has a lot of money They just Like just a hundred grand I want to. am going to pay you 100 grand, and you just write a story for me, and you know, you let me put them on one of provocative yeah, Yeah, yeah. A coming-of-age <laughs>
0: tale.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you write it for them, and they I'm take the credit you. for it. So ghost writing so. the whip. <laughs> <laughs> But then they won't get recognition. Maybe some writers, you know, fear that they're not going to get recognition anywhere else, and they just want to write the story for somebody else. Um, I guess that's fine. I mean, I don't have anything against ghostwriters. writers. But I got, I got my condo and my tea. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, thanks for being a, a surprise <laughs> guest, Rodrigo Torres. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Rivera de. Ebre. Rodrigo Rivera.
1: That's, Torres is Matokayo, right? <laughs> right here. What's Cire? up? What's happening, doc? All right. And you wanted to say something real quick? Um, yeah, I just want
2: to um, also say we we have that show, uh, home, uh, bit, bridging homeboy.
4: Uh, the hold, hold on, man! guy here I'm trying to start a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> The Weekend Warrior Club breaking right
3: back. here. You say breaking
4: bad? <laughs> Trying to throw a Kawasaki out there.
3: <laughs> no, breaking <bad>. Mickey Thompson. <laughs> Is he warming it up or what? <laughs>
2: no, br- bridging.
4: Because be silly, wait. You're making eggs. <laughs> Ride it like you stole it, man. Get out of
2: here.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Go
2: ahead. Look, no, like no, that. mas quiero, quiero hablar de. de uh, we had that show at Otis. Uh, I had a show with uh, Fabian Deborah and, and uh, uh You, you uh, Alex went to Europe with him, right? Fabian? F- 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 no, that must have been the other Juan Carlos. Oh, the Juan Carlos. My twin. <laughs> said, no, no, no. no uh, yeah, Fabian's man. He's, he's, he's been all over the place, man. That, 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 Fabian. Se Fabian, Seventot, you know? You gotta go visit him pretty soon, too. I should. You know? You gotta go visit him. But mean, I wanted to talk about the show we had at 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 at, uh, at Otis, uh, and it was through. A, Where's Otis? Otis, Otis, uh, school of design, right here off of. It's close to the airport. It used to be at uh It used to be uh, Otis Parsons. they used to be over there by, by MacArthur Park. And but now they they're, they're over here by the airport, by LAX, off of uh, Lincoln Boulevard. Este, uh, but we had a show there, and it was called Bridging, Bridging Homeboy. And, and 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 again, it, it it was it was kind of this whole thing, you know. It, it was before you know meeting Rodrigo, and it's like we're kind of lining up for the, in the same plane as far as a dark progressism and uh, uh, so it's been going it, it's been going on for a while, and, and, and um, so anyway, the, the show they're, they're gonna uh, the show got picked up, and uh, it's gonna be we're gonna be showing it at uh, Rafa. And that's a museum in San Bernardino, and oh, that's hi. gonna be in October. So they picked it up. So now it's, now it's a traveling show, and it's gonna be the same works, you know. And but uh, we're gonna try to put some some new some new stuff in there,
3: and. Um, and where in San Bernardino is that? Cal State. Cal, okay. Yeah, yeah, Cal State San off, Bernardino. Uh, yeah. Right there off the 215 off the, University You went Drive. to the University, huh? It's my alma mater, dog. ¿Qué okay, No que no. Coyote is right there, a Mexican travel agent. Uh, <laughs> <It's> a mascot. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot what the name of that library is, but it's a new one. It's after I went there. Yeah, when oh, they started okay. donating money.
2: Oh okay, I, I mean: <laughs> <laughs>
4: when, when
2: is that going to be? That, that's, this is going to be in, in October October October, October I, I believe I, I believe October 4th. I believe that's the that's day that they're going to show it So it's going to be there for like two, two months uh, or three months, and, and uh, it's, it should be a good show. And, and I'm really happy that, that the museum is uh, opening up its doors to us, you know, and, and really seeing the vision that, uh, that, that through all of us put together, uh, uh, it, it's coming forward and, and, and it's being uh, a progreso, a progreso y para adelante. And um, through, through Annie Buckley and, and again, Father Greg. And not only that, but I also want to give a shout-out to, to your jefita, you know what I mean? Uh, Felipe, I mean yours, man. <laughs> Pero de este, ya, yeah, because they, they did a lot of struggle, man. They have a lot of pollas um, and los pies, you know what I
4: mean? Oh, yeah, All man. that walking and shit. I, my mom had a lot of walking looking for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom used to go look for me when she was pregnant. I to Choyito. Damn.
3: The love, though.
4: You know, so, uh, Still a little crack.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 and. Also, I want to I want give a shout out to 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 all my good folks. I know I see them, uh, I don't see them around, but you know, people uh, they from um, from the projects, you know, during the Pico
4: Aliso Village, Pico Aliso, Aliso, the, the picnic,
2: and, hey, and then of course, of course, I mean Gary herns, you know, we just lost a brother. He, yeah. he was always, always, always smiling, man. Big old, he he was a big old big old teddy bear, and always smiling and. Uh, you know, I would have never wanted him getting on the bad side though, because you know <laughs> he do something else. But uh, yeah, he was always smiling, and 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 uh, you know, I uh, pray for his, his his family.
4: It was crazy friends. how growing up when we were, when we were second grade with Miss Huckabee. Yeah, Huckleby And Huckabee? then um, remember, remember those times that we couldn't go outside for lunch because they were shooting outside. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. just say, "Oh fuck it," we're gonna play kickball
2: in the gym. You remember that? Were you there when 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 remember Ronald Reagan got shot? But we're, that we are in the 6th grade by then. Yeah. Remember that? Mr. It, it was it was kind of it was kind of weird. It was like, damn, you know. Um, they mm. shut
3: down Boyle Heights.
2: Big Mama Oh, Big Mama. Which Big Mama? There was a, there was three Big Mamas over there.
4: No, that was there used to be this lady and she used to she she's a volunteer at elementary school and all she did was get those cardboard trays where the food would come in and she recycled recycle them. She just take them. So she just Give me that tray. <laughs> She'll dump the food and keep the tray and then go recycle it. But she had like leftover food and, like, can I have that cupcake, Big Mama? Did you say, may I? And I said, may I? And then she gave me an extra cupcake. Well, thank you very much for being our guest, Heaven. Thank and Carlos Muñoz Hernandez. Gracias a ti. Thank you, Felipe. It was, it was cool, man. You know, I'm going
2: to tell you something. Uh, when you told me you, want, you wanted to do this, you know, I, I really felt comfortable because we both fucking, you know, we were both there, you know, through Chaldehul. I've known you for over over 30 years, and, and uh, you know, it was good. I, I felt really comfortable. I didn't feel like, ah, you know, I could, you know fucking just kick back we showed shoot. up with
4: chef fruit ready right here oh yeah homie,
2: I, I want to give a shout also to
4: Muhammad. Muhammad, oh, he cooked this great food for us and uh, you know thank you some, bro I'm a yeah, vegetarian I'm a vegan bro people don't believe me you don't eat fish I don't eat no fish no meat no, no lard I don't, I don't look like it but yeah <laughs> I eat a lot of Oreos are you really Palestinian? huh? are you really Palestinian?
1: Yeah, I'm
4: Moroccan <laughs> he looks Mexican today <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: so what you got going next, man? What's the future for Heaven? El el futuro. That right de there, nosotros. that new, that new right there. That yeah, for yeah, someone? yeah. That's, that's, that's that, a piece, ass piece. that that piece.
2: That piece is uh, going to a museum. Actually, Where at right there at uh, uh, Oh Cal State, Cal okay. State. Pero esa piece se llama Progreso y para adelante. You know, and, and I stay with the shapes, but there's still some some some. Uh, Kind of, I would say, undercover, symmetrical street E in there. You know what I mean? If you know what I'm saying.
4: Yeah, I can see that you left the green right there, like for the projects. (laughs) (laughs) Pecan Park. Fucking okay. Murillo's tortas right there. Murillo's torta. They used to be this lady when we were kids. They used to sell muri- Murillo's. It was the only Mexican owned store. And this lady would be there, like changing her baby's diaper and making you a torta at the same time without washing her hands. Like she's lifting the baby's legs up to wipe his ass. And she's making a torta with the other hand. Con chile or sin chile? Yeah, give me a torta and some baby powder and a Springfield grape soda. <laughs>
3: give me another soda and I'll give you some baby wipes Damn.
4: <laughs> So what's up fool Alright man if you're listening um, I'll be at uh, have a schedule here Okay, I'll be at uh, September I'll be at Merced California Visele California And the Atlanta Punchline In October I'll be at the San Antonio River Center Comedy Club and Los Angeles and Pasadena. i be at the Ice House. In a couple of weeks, I'll be in Las Vegas. I'm hosting the Tejano Music Festival. And on Sunday, I'm doing a, my own one comedy show. That'll be August 24th. On a Sunday... You'll see it. It's an, it's an, uh, for all the information, go to www.felipesworld.com. What's up, fool? We got Rodrigo Torres here holding it down, sitting like Chavo del Ocho on that yeah. hardwood floor. Indian style. Looking like fucking Kiko over there.
3: And I'm not drunk. Eh? <laughs> Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Rodrigo Torres Jr., Facebook, he's, all he, that shit.
4: He's single, ladies.
3: Yeah. Hell yeah. You can catch me behind a merch booth. <laughs> <laughs> we go all the way to size double X and women's. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but it's a real pleasure to have you guys and be around you guys and uh, hear you guys' stories, man. Yours as an artist, um, and from you know street to canvas to sculptures. You, you know, from the bottom up, from getting shot in Lennox with the Smith's t-shirt dog to laying it down with his documentary with dark progressivism. So uh, it's a pleasure, man. Respect. Th-
4: thank you. Thank the you, thank little kid little, kid, little, Rodrigo. You one of those little kids growing up in the movie. Fuck you, rockers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is run down from my eyes launch somebody Ooh, somebody Can anybody find me Somebody to love Alexa, play hits from Queen
1: Okay Somebody to love
2: With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today